Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, how to grow your organizational and productivity practice, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. With every episode, we're going to learn from subject matter experts who can help you build your business in areas like marketing, HR, and finance. We'll also introduce you to business owners who are out there just like you are, and we'll learn from their successes and challenges. Please welcome your host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing your organizing and productivity business. I'm Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. If you've been listening to Stand Out for a while now, you are no stranger to the word blog. I'll go a step further and say if you're no stranger to starting your own business, you've either been advised to start your own blog or have started one but haven't contributed to for some time now, or maybe you do, but you're totally not consistent, and that's okay because you're definitely not alone. But what is a blog today in 2018? Is it different than it used to be? Is it still effective to grow your business? How can we help you grow your business? And what are the strategies you should put in place to create a successful blog that people will love coming back to time and time again? Let me tell you, I've learned a few things over the years, but I am far from being where I want to be with my own blog. So I went ahead and booked us one of the most influential bloggers in the DIY space, which is a huge space to be a part of. Obviously, that's not exactly what all of our niches are, but I know this rockstar blogger will have a ton of insight for us that we can implement immediately. Brittany Bailey is the voice behind prettyhandygirl.com, one of my favorite go-to blogs now for, I'll check on this, but I think it's about eight and a half years. She's a licensed general contractor, artist, graphic designer, web designer, photographer, and lover of doing everything herself. She despises stereotypes and is working hard to break down the stereotype that women aren't handy. Her website is for anyone who wishes they were handy and could make their own repairs, upgrades, or become a true do-it-yourselfer. You'll find detailed tutorials about home improvement, home repair, decor, craft, and sewing to help you over the newbie hump. Brittany is currently flipping a gorgeous old home, and you can follow that adventure via the Instagram hashtag SavingEdda, or subscribe to her email list like I did and get inspirational updates sent right into your inbox. Brittany, welcome to Stand Out. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Hi. <laughs> what an intro. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I am a real, I might, I say this often, but I, for real, am very pumped to have you on because I just... I've been watching you for years now and you're so authentic and you're so good at what you do and I'm excited to just pick your brain. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So let's start at the beginning of your journey. Like, did you always know that you wanted to be a blogger or a writer or is this something you came into later on? I think, <laughs> I think I've been following you. For, I was trying to do the math. I think it's been about eight or nine years. So I remember, I remember the first be- project. Yeah, it'll be 10 years actually next year. So yeah, almost. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I know, you're crazy. still rocking it out, right? Like it's still your, your main thing. I am. Um, yeah, I am. It's, it's funny. Um, yeah, I'm definitely still rocking it out. And it, and it, the thing is like, I didn't start, I didn't start it to start a blog. Um, actually the only thing I knew about when I started it were mommy blogs. And I, you know, I just kind of was like, oh, I don't want to rent a, rent a mommy blog, you know? 
Um, but I'd been a graphic designer and a web designer, had my own business for 10 years. And uh, I just was going to get a little bit burned out. And I had a friend who, you know, I used to always go to her house and we'd work on projects together or I would, um, you know, help her fix things. And she had this wonderful idea of starting a business where um, I would teach people, mostly women, how to do things. And we were going to run it in my garage. She was going to be my business manager and I wouldn't have to deal with any of the like, you know, finances and, you know, insurance. She would handle all that, which to me, that just sounded wonderful. And, and we were both super excited about it. And um, I told my husband about it. I said, hey, I think um, we've got this great idea. You know, I want to make a difference. I want to really teach women how to do things. And he really squashed my idea like a grape. And he said, I think you could reach more people with a blog. <laughs> and I was so mad because really all I knew about were mommy blogs at the time. Yeah. Um, but I happened to find one person who was writing DIY tutorials. And luckily, she'd only been blogging for six months. So I read every tutorial she had. And I was, thought, okay, I see how this can be done. I see how I can reach people and teach them through the internet. Um, and so, yeah, and in uh, 2010, I started and I haven't looked back. <laughs> Did you ever end up teaching women in that garage one-on-one? Um, -on -one? Um, no, I've had a few local workshops like with the Habitat for Humanity. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't say this often, but I think my husband was right because I probably could have reached maybe a hundred people, you know, a year in, you know, in my local area. And now I think I'm reaching about 300,000 people per month. Yeah. So he, I guess he's a little bit right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't that frustrating when the hubby actually has a great idea? Okay. You've been doing it for 10 years. So how has blogging changed from 2008 until now? Or is it, is it pretty much? The yeah, same? no, a lot. You know, I think for me, it's changed just all the different social media. I mean, Pinterest wasn't around when I started the blog. Um, and now Pinterest is probably, it's really like my number two traffic provider. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's different in that I always feel like there's new um, social medias. Luckily there haven't been any really new ones, I guess, you know, huge ones that there's always little ones. You feel like, Oh, I should jump on this. This might be the next Pinterest. And it's just, you know, <laughs> It's always something new. It's always yeah. something new and it's always learning, which is what I like about blogging is the learning aspect of it. Um, you said Pinterest is your number two traffic. So what's your number one traffic? Um, Google search, just straight up Google search. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And do you yeah. think that's because of how long you've been doing this? Possibly, but actually no, because even, you know, a lot of it is people go to Google and will search, you know. Mm. how to fix your toilet or how to paint an ombre wall or how to paint your brick fireplace. I mean, it, it, so even something that I published like a month ago or so, if that's what people are searching for, it's going mm. to find it. Um, one of the things that, that I think my husband and, and several other people have always advised me is just, just write. Don't even worry about the SEO and don't worry about you know, trying to please the internet gods, as they say, but just write your content like you're writing to your friends or to, you know, to people. And, you know, that's, that's what's going to be found. If it's a good article and it's a good tutorial, I mean, for mine, it's all DIY tutorials, but if it's good information, it's going to be found. Yeah. How much of that is, I love that piece of advice that don't get too wrapped up in this whole like SEO thing. Cause that's probably enough <laughs> right. to make you not type a single word. You're like, <laughs> right. what? 
Oh yeah, I hate, yes, I hate that. And yeah, SEO makes me break out in hives. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're saying maybe just don't let that stop you. Just write what you know and and put it out there in the world. And do you think with time, I mean, I'm sure time you learned a lot and your posts got better or you just naturally wrote better titles or, or things like that, that just helps you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. I mean, yeah, back in the beginning, we used to write cute titles. <laughs> now it's like, no, just be succinct and to the point. Um, yeah. and, and I do, there's definitely a lot of value in understanding SEO and understanding how it works, you know, but trying to, trying to kind of beat the algorithm or trying to, you know, be, I don't know, for me that it's just, it feels too stunted. It doesn't feel authentic. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's pretend that, and this that we don't have to pretend because I know there's people out there who still have not <laughs> yet started their own blog. So if we've got someone in 2018 feeling like there are mm -hmm. so many, I mean, there's tons of blogs about, I mean, DIY to organizing to like, well, there's a lot of productivity specialists listening in. So they feel like, are they late in the game? Um, and if not, what's the first thing they should do? Is it just write something, anything and get it out? There? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely feel, I think so many people, I mean, I have a really good friend who I know would be a fantastic blogger mm -hmm. and she's just paralyzed because she feels like she doesn't know where to start. And she's actually written all kinds of content, but never really published it. What? And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like just hit the publish button, just do it. Um, I think it's important for anyone who's starting out to know that like everybody started at zero page views. Everybody did. If you look at my Google analytics and my page views or whatever, if you looked at from the day I started to where I am now, it's not this like overnight success. It's just a nice steady incline. Mm. Um, and there's a few spikes here and you know, there's a few dips there, but it's just steady incline. And that's kind of how you have to just view it. Like you're starting. But the other thing too that I think is super important, and I've told a lot of people this, um, because I had run my own business before when I started the blog, I really ran it like a business. I mean, I, I almost, um, pictured where I was going to be 10 years, like that I would be this professional blogger, even though I had like nobody reading except for <laughs> my sister and my mom, maybe. <laughs> um, but I wrote like I was running a business. And so I took a lot of time to make sure that I corrected my grammar and that I really was putting out a professional product. Mm -hmm. um, that I had business cards that like I looked professional from mm -hmm. the get go. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yeah. And I love how you're thinking about where you want to be in 10 years and then kind of working backwards. You want to be taken seriously so that you can be taken seriously eventually. Oh yeah. And I, I run into so many bloggers at conferences who are like, I'm just a small blog or I'm just starting out or I'm, not, I'm like, no, you, you know, everybody started out at zero and I don't even know what this small and big and like, what is the definition of that? Like if you're creating some of the content that I've created from the very beginning is still being seen now, it's not, you know what I mean? It's no different. Mm -hmm. So that's the other thing that I also recommend to new bloggers, especially when you're getting ready to work with sponsors. Don't, you know, don't work for free or think I'm so little, I don't deserve a lot of money because you have to think in 10 years, my site's going to be huge and this content is still going to live on the site. So what is a, what is an, a good amount of money to charge, you know, and don't take, I don't know. I, I do remember I had one sponsor post that I think I got paid 50 bucks for and I really, it felt so icky <laughs> and I said, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why? Yeah, I should have taken myself more serious and you know on that one 
post and just demanded more or just not done it. Does that sure. make sense? It does. So I, I, that's a big question that I want to dive into in just a little bit here, that whole, that whole world sponsorship. Um, you know, cause I, I do know some professional organizers who take on clients, but they still have this other part of their business, which is online content. And I know that they work with, with brands and that word scares a lot of people. So I want to dive into that. But before I do, one other question I have for the newbies is, um, if they don't have a big technical background, is this something that they can dive into without hiring someone to help them start a blog or? Um, I think it depends. I mean, it really depends on how your brain works. You know, if, if you really are struggling with the technical aspects of it, then yeah, hire someone to help you or, you know, maybe spend a little bit of time or money to take a class and learn a little bit more. Um, if you're talking about just like using a blogging program, they're usually pretty easy to use. I mean, I, I started on Blogger and then I, you know, I moved to WordPress a year later. And I will say if I had to go back and do it again, I would have just started on WordPress because it, I just feel like I have a year's worth of content that I never did move the photos over. They're still owned by Google and uh-huh. they could take that down at any time and then I'd have to re-upload all those photos. So, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. I just, I think WordPress is a much better platform. Um, it's just, it, there's plugins you can use and it, it's just, it seems to work a lot better for, um, Google search and yeah, whatever else. And I know a lot of our listeners probably have a website and if you don't, you need to get one. If you are a client facing service. Um, and that is, if you, even if you already have a web, a website, Brittany, you can, and you don't yet have a blog component to it. You can always add that, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. So there's no excuse. <laughs> start your blog and start <laughs> no writing. And- yeah. And if you're really like feeling tentative, I guess just start your blog and don't link to it yet until ah. you feel maybe, but then that goes back to my friend who has all that content and never hit published, you know? Yeah. Just, just do it. <laughs> In the words of Nike, just do it. <laughs> Get it out there. Okay. And I, and so my listeners know that I kind of drive this home all the time, but um, something that a lot of people worry about is that they give away their secrets, right? I know that now, you know, a lot of bloggers who are full-time, they partner with brands and sponsorships, but at the beginning, were you not giving away what you knew in, in exchange for them coming to your site so that you can build that, that readership? Um, you mean, you mean just putting writing posts for free, you mean, and having, oh yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I, I hope, and I haven't looked at the numbers, but I hope that like 80 percent of my content is still not sponsored or free. Um, yeah. maybe a little bit different this year, but it's just been a different. Um, it's just been a different beast with the saving at a project. Um, but no, I, I think it's, I think it's really important to have a lot of content that's not sponsored because otherwise it just gets to feel icky. Like it feels like you're only writing for money. And frankly, a lot of times, like I like writing for myself and not having to have that voice in the back of my head. Oh, I really hope the sponsor likes this. Oh, are they going to like it? You know, mm-hmm. I like being able to just please myself. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. You guys, you got to give away what you know, and then the, the people will come back and that's, and that's what you want, Brittany, right? You want people to know that they can come to you for really great content and you're going to be consistent with it. And it's always going to be well-written whether it's sponsored or not. It's just good information that right. is actually valuable. Yeah. And I I will say too, be very particular about who you work with, with the brands you work with really. I mean, I, I really hold true to that. I will only work with brands or sponsors or 
you know, used products that I would refer to my best friend or my mom or my sister. Like, because if you're just doing a post for money, it just, you can tell. Yeah. I think it, it, and to me, it feels icky. Like, and my readers know that if I'm going to mention a product, I'm going to be totally honest about it. And, you know, and I love it. Uh, If I try a product that I don't like, and it's luckily it's only happened a few times, but I've gone back to, um, a brand who we had an agreement that I was going to write a sponsored post. And I said, listen, I just really, I don't like this new product. This is why here's the problems I have with it. And I'm, I can't write a post about it. And yeah. Wow. Sent them the money back. So let's dive into this whole sponsorship brand thing. We're going to take a really quick break. We're going to hear a message from Napo. And then when we get back, um, hopefully Brittany can give us a wealth of knowledge about what this all means and how you can monetize your blog. The Acceleration Learning Series offered by the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals includes Ask the Organizer panels, Business Building Block Sessions, and Connecting with Corporate Partner Presentations. These one-hour conference calls are only available to NAPO members. Visit NAPO.net to learn more about membership and our Acceleration Learning Series. Okay, we're back with Brittany Bailey of prettyhandygirl.com and the word sponsorships and brands keeps coming up. And I know people want to know, like, how do influencers make money? How do bloggers make money? But um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a thing that comes with time, Brittany, or would you say if you're, if you're newer, you can start working with brands and sponsors and or do you go out and pitch them? Do you wait for them to come to you? Like, can you... Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what does that all mean? I don't know. Um, so the way I work with brands, I, I would first I would highly recommend try to have at least a year under your belt just to get your get find your voice, really kind of polish. You know, whether it's your photos or your or your you know your words or your text or whatever, just really kind of find yourself in that year. Um, and that that's what was recommended to me, and that's what I did. I didn't even put ads on my website until a year in. Um, I don't know that that I would suggests that you don't put ads on your website now. I think that's fine, but maybe you want to kind of, you want to go into the brand sponsorship um, arena, so to speak, with some experience under your belt first, because you're actually going to be selling your brand or selling yourself. And so like, if you have that whole portfolio of, of posts already written, you'd say, this is what I've done. This is, you know, this is who I am. This is how I write. It just, it, it kind of eases the path into working with sponsors. Then they can see, okay, we see what you've done. It's kind of like if you were, well, in my past life when I was a graphic designer, it would be like if I showed up to work with a client and I had an empty portfolio and I'm like, well, I can do a really good job, really, <laughs> but how do you prove that? You know, so it's the same kind of concept. You want to have a year or decent amount of content on your belt. Um, in terms of, um, sponsors and brands. I've had it work. I've had it both ways. Um, I do get a lot of brands contacting me, but then I also do reach out to them. And one of the best ways that I've found for reaching um, uh, specific brands that you want to work with is go to the social media where they are, whether it's on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, find where they are and then um, like on, on Twitter, I'd usually send them a direct message uh, or I'd, I'd tweet them first and say, hey, at so-and-so, can you follow me? I have a question to ask you off, you know, privately or whatever. Um, Instagram, it's great because you can send private messages. And what I usually say is, you know, hey, um, who deals, 
who works with your social media or who handles your social media or who handles influencer relations. And usually they can, that person knows right away who I need to contact. I get that email and then I send them a pitch email and tell them what I'm doing. For me, it's a lot of times it's a, it's a DIY project. It's something that I'm working on and you know, I might want to use their products and I'll tell them this is what I'm doing and this is what I can offer you. And I, I like to actually put a monetary value on what I'm going to offer them. So like I might assign my blog post a specific value and then assign the social media um, tweets a certain value and Instagram stories a certain value. So I kind of add it all up um, and I always present to them this number that's worth way more than their <laughs> the product that they're going to give me if I'm just working for a product, you know. Usually that's how I've, I've worked in the past and I think I have like a 95% success rate. It's a great way to approach brands instead of calling customer service. They don't know who to put you through to. <laughs> so what did you do before social media was big? I mean, how did you find, or did they find you then? So I'm trying to think most of the brands were on Twitter. Most of them I found were on Twitter already. Like that was, I feel like Twitter had been around yeah. way before Instagram. Um, and so, but I think what was interesting is when I first started, um, brands were still new to working with um, influencers mm -hmm. or, you know, bloggers. And they had heard like whisperings like, oh, you should work with bloggers. You should work with bloggers. But they didn't know how to do it. Like they didn't know, <laughs> they didn't know how to contact bloggers. So when I contacted them, they were always really receptive. Yeah. Now it's like everybody's been working with bloggers. And so it's not so much of this like mysterious, you know, way to work with bloggers, but um, still have had really good success with uh, most brands. And I've had plenty that have said no, or thanks, we've already used up our budget or, you know, whatever, but I don't, sure. I don't let that deter me. I just look to the next, you know, next brand that has a similar product or something. I don't know. You know? Yeah. 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 So don't give up. And is our, is it safe to say that if you're starting now, even though you feel like you're late in the game, that it's, easier now more than ever to contact the right individual for these partnerships? Oh yeah, definitely. Because now most, um, most companies will have a social media, um, assigned person or mm -hmm. someone who deals with their, um, influencers, or they may have a PR company as opposed to in the past, it was usually the marketing person that was handling all that. Gotcha. How often would you recommend a blogger who wants to grow their blog to produce content and post it? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember where I heard this, but, and you know, it might've even been like one of the, um, I'm trying to think, but somewhere I heard three posts a week was this magic number. Um, and I think it was, if you were dealing with a PR company or some type of blog or relations company, they wanted to see that you were creating consistent content. Mm -hmm. And I remember like one of the check boxes, the boxes was like three to five times a, a week mm. versus like once a week or I don't know. I had heard three times a week was a magic number. So for the longest time I did post Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And this past year, as you mentioned in the beginning, I've been, um, I've been rehabbing this house that was built in 1900 and I've really had to just kind of put the brakes on everything, but miraculously, because I have enough content, it, I, my page views really haven't dropped much. So, and I haven't had anyone say, Oh, you're not, you're not blogging three times a week. You're not, a, you know what I mean? No one, it's all me who put that pressure on myself essentially. Yeah. So I think 
I think it's important to know, depending on what type of post or what your business is, how much you can afford to put into it. I, I think you shouldn't really have a number because I think you'll drive yourself crazy. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> like I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, and you're speaking to a whole bunch of organizers and productivity people. So we're <laughs> well, rolling sure You guys are way more organized than I am. So you have probably way more time. <laughs> well, and, or we like hold ourselves these crazy high standards. Oh, and, definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You probably do. Yeah. Don't do it. So, okay. I've noticed, I'm a, I'm a reader of, of your blog and I've noticed sometimes, um, you have, I don't know if they're called guest bloggers, but you have other people. Oh, contributors. Contributors. So can we yes. hear about that from both sides? Like um, if you're a newer blogger, could you reach out to someone like yourself and be a contributor? And, and what does having a contributor do for your site? Um, so for me, I don't really remember. It's been several years. I started taking contributors on my husband's recommendation, who, as we know, I don't tell him he's right very often, but he is. <laughs> Um, he really saw that I was really burning myself out trying to, uh, you know, achieve these three posts a week. And for DIY tutorials, it's really hard to do that because you have to do the project and, you know, create the project and photos and write it. I mean, I, you guys do too. I'm sure it's not easy to just knock out a post, but, um, so I started to take on contributors who would post once a week. So that immediately eliminated one third of my responsibilities for writing three posts a week. Um, and what I did is I decided I would go into it and hire four contributors and each one would get, you know, like the first one would get the first Wednesday of the week and the next one would get the second Wednesday of the week. So they only had to write one post for me for per week. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do pay them. And, um, but the other thing that I offer to them is one, the exposure on the blog, um, which most of them have, uh, really, been approached by a lot of my sponsors because once they see them on the blog, they, they will um, reach out to them, you know, see that how their content is so great. Mm. Um, I also offer to be a mentor to them or answer any questions to them. I also offer to introduce them to any of my contacts at brands. Um, I really want it to be a very mutually beneficial, um, arrangement. So that's kind of how I approached it. Um, does that answer your question? I'm yeah. Really how did sure. how did okay. you find them? Did they did they come oh. to you? Did you approach them? I guess what I'm asking too is if someone's listening, they're like, ah, that's what I want to do. I want to start working for another blogger. What would you oh, recommend okay. people? Um, I've it's I'd say it's happened both ways. Um, when I first started with contributors, I kind of sought out and followed several people and kind of watched them and and you know watched how they wrote. See, you know, to see if they wrote DIY tutorials similar to I, the way I did um, and that they were also creating content on a regular basis and I reached out to them. Um, some of those bloggers got, you know, they didn't have the time for whatever reasons. A lot of them grew and some of them just family stuff. You know how it goes. Um, so when some of them left, I reached, I posted in a um, Facebook group that has a lot of bloggers in there mm -hmm. that I was looking for more contributors. So it's kind of been both ways, but um, I also have a secret Pinterest board. So don't anyone hack into my Pinterest account. <laughs> <laughs> People that I'm kind of keeping my eye on for when I need to, you know, add new um, contributors, which I actually do right now. So if you write DIY tutorials, send me an email. <laughs> That's kind of smart having a secret Pinterest board to kind of have this like. Oh man, I use Pinterest for everything now. <laughs> 
<laughs> so actually, can we, I know this isn't a Pinterest episode, but let's talk about that for a minute. Why do you think sure. Pinterest is bringing so many people to your website? Is it just because you're also creating pins for all your content and then you're sharing it or? You know, Pinterest is such a, it's to me, it has always been a visual card catalog and it really, and, and it shows people, you know, this is what you can create. So I really try to be very um, deliberate when I create my first image and that there's a, you know, there's a banner on it that's, it says what it is, you know, this is a tutorial on how to create a wall mounted desk, you know, mm-hmm. for example. So I'm really trying to be very clear showing like, this is what you're gonna get if you click on this pin <laughs> directions on how to do this. Um, so yes, I think part of it is that it's very visual and most of my readers are women. Most of us as women are very visual. We're very drawn to Pinterest for ideas, but you know, the nice thing about my content is it's not just, you know, Oh, I want to decorate my house like this. This pin's going to show you how to, how to create that. Is that? Yeah. But the other part of it is, um, I do have a virtual assistant. I actually have a couple of virtual assistants. Um, and one of them is just, she's a rock star on Pinterest. And so she is repinning my content. We're very deliberate about, you know, making sure that my old content is still pinned. Yeah. So don't ignore Pinterest. Is that the moral of the story? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pinterest, yeah. I'm sure it's, you know, I'm sure at some point they'll change the algorithm again and I'll be crying, but you know, for now, (laughs) for now it's fine. Yeah. So when you aren't rehabbing an entire house, um, what, how did you balance? So for our listeners, they probably have clients during the day and maybe they're working on a project with their clients. They're getting permission to photograph and to say how they organized a playroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then they have to come home and a lot of them may have families or you've got uh, whatever else going on. How do you balance <laughs> you know, I, I, know. I, 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 mean, <laughs> no. I know that you, you know, it's you, you struggle with, but like, yeah, like, do you, is it a lot of late nights? Do you batch? Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you do it? Do you maybe, um, maybe hoard them all and then, then produce your block? Like, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> First, I don't do it all. I went and got carry out tonight for my family. People, I did go. not make it. some amazing Pinterest meal. <laughs> in my instant pot and which I, I have done. I do try to plan menus, you know, but it ultimately like, I, I feel like when you're really, when you're really um, busy or doing, and you're really involved in something you're, you're loving and you're just throwing yourself into it, there are going to be other balls that are going to drop. It's just, that's just the nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the key is making sure that you're juggling the three balls. <laughs> I kind of like this. <laughs> someone had this great, you know, thing saying you can only really juggle three balls at a time, and you have to kind of choose which things are most important. So, obviously, you know, my family is most important. I need to make sure that you know my kids are safe and fed, and you know everything's ready for them for school. And and you know I have to make sure that you know this project downtown that I'm working on on this house that it's going smoothly. And honestly, like the blog it's still running. That's kind of in there, but I do drop that ball every once in a while. Um, but I, you know, in the past when I wasn't rehabbing this house, which is really right now, I'm really doing two full-time jobs. Yeah. At once. But in the past when I wasn't doing that, um, I tried to make sure that I scheduled or figured out you know, what my whole schedule was for the month. So I kind of knew what all the projects I was going to do for the month. And I did um, find 
and a WordPress plugin, which maybe totally everyone knows about it, but it's called, I think it's called WP calendar. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Cause I will just put in that, um, fill in the calendar for what posts are going to be when, and then I kind of work towards them. But I also try to finish my um, projects a month ahead so that maybe I'm writing like two weeks ahead. Now I'm not doing that right now, but when I was really coming along with the blog, I had my content written at least two, uh, two weeks ahead. Gotcha. So yeah, but it, but for me, it's always been, okay, do the project, take the photos edit the photos, put the photos into the post, and then I write to the photos. So as I'm looking at the photos, I kind of fill in the content in between them. But that's just, that works for me because I write step-by-step tutorials. Right, right. But you, so you're saying it's just have a calendar and maybe think about your content ahead of time and yeah. kind of work backwards. Um, yes, definitely. The other thing too is that I think it's really important, and my husband's always hounding me about this, is you really need to hire out the things that you know you don't need to be doing or that you don't really want to do or <laughs> that you're not so good at doing. Um, so I do hire out a lot of um, the social media stuff. Like I had told you, one of my virtual assistants runs the Pinterest and I have another um, virtual assistant who's running my, my Facebook. Now that's not to say I don't go on to Facebook and reply to the comments. I totally do. I, you know, if I've got people asking me questions, I try to go on there and comment and I reply to all my own comments on my blog posts. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it helps to have other people. So if you can afford to have someone that to me, like, you you know, paying a little bit more is going to help grow your business. It's going to come back and, you know, return. (laughs) You're going to, what's the word? Uh, See, I'm brain dead, Sarah. (laughs) You're fine. You're fine. You guys need to follow Brittany on Instagram. You'll see this woman is like rebuilding this house. And I do it, you know, Nick, I have my husband who's helping me. And I know your husband helps sometimes, but like. (laughs) No, (laughs) he does, but he's not. Yeah, he did. He took off work on Friday and helped me hang cabinets, which is a rarity. Like he doesn't usually. That is crazy. As during the day, don't usually pass. I mean, I'm so jealous of you and having you and Nick working together. I have Nick, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's usually just me. So that was huge. And I was super appreciative, but normally it's just me and, um, you know, but it's all good. It is. It is. It's, it's really, it's, it's, it is inspiring to see you doing your thing, you know, to save a whole house. And that's what I want the listeners to realize too. It's like, you know, we, we have these clients, you know, uh, sometimes piecemeal, sometimes they're repeating and the, the stories, the, the tips that we give them, I mean, you could reach more than just that one person, which that's why oh, I think yeah. blogging is so powerful. Uh, whether, however you want to do, if you want to write, if you want to podcast, if you want to be a video, whatever, and to not edit yourself, kind of just get it out there. And even when you yeah. have what you're doing right now, you're still, maybe it's not to the, where you want it to be in terms of consistency or whatever, but you figure it out. <laughs> I, I feel like everyone who's listening, who's a an organizer or, you know, personal organizer, you guys need to put your comment, your content out there because I need your help. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even doing a post maybe about helping a blogger get organized. I mean, right. Like this, there's inspiration all around us. And, um, I think sharing what you know is, is super important. So don't get too oh, hard yeah. on yourself, Brittany, because I love following you. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing too is I feel like, you know, for those of the, those of you who are listening, I really feel like you, you know, 
I, there's so many different ways to be organized and not, not one particular, like there's, there's so many different ways you can organize your linen closet, you know, and, and just because someone's done it before doesn't mean that there's not uh, a better way or a way that is more, you know, fit for another client. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like even if you feel like, oh, someone's already written that, it doesn't matter, you know, and, and that's the other thing too. You know, in the blog world, there's a lot of us who, who write similar posts. But just because someone else did it doesn't mean that you can't do it too. I mean, don't rip off someone else's content. But chances are, like, someone's going to somehow find your tutorial and maybe not the other one. Like, there's plenty of room for all of us. 100%. I love that. And I think, and I know too, I've gone to a few blogger conferences um, and I've left completely overwhelmed and not understanding half of it. But <laughs> but I, I love watching, you know, two bloggers who I follow chatting, collaborating, um, mm-hmm. sharing each other on social. I, I think that's kind of where we need to live, that there's enough room for all of us and <laughs> I'll just tell that story just a little differently. So that's the beauty of it. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, I mean, I love going to blog conferences and meeting up with other bloggers because we get each other. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. <laughs> we, don't, we don't feel the shame when we say, when someone says, what do you do? I'm a blogger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People immediately pictured the person in pajamas with their coffee, just sitting there writing about their lives all day. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm, 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 please tell me you've been in your pajamas once in a while since you get um, early on. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Not well. Yeah. No, I really don't anymore, but my son's in high school now. So I'm getting up at the crack of dawn every morning and t- getting dressed and getting onto the job yeah. site. Which, you still got to do your thing. Yeah. So, okay. So I have just a few more questions for you. Um, what is a mistake that either new bloggers often make, or you've even seen some veteran bloggers or a mistake that you've have made and you've since corrected and you're so glad you did? Um, I, I mean, I really go back to the, you know, starting out and just almost not being, don't be apologetic for where you are in your journey with your blog or your website or your business, you know, come across as, as if you're, you're a big deal from the beginning. Yeah. And I mean that, that just carry yourself like that. That's your part of how you present your business or your blog or your website or whatever is part of your brand, you know? So don't, well, I'm just starting out and I'm new or I'm, I'm a small blogger or this, I, that stuff drives me crazy. Cause it doesn't, that's not selling yourself, you know, own it, square up your shoulders and tell people what you do. Awesome. Like what makes you great, you know, and why, why they should read your blog or your website or why they should hire you, you know, right. sell yourself. <laughs> right. I, you know, so I, I used to be an, an actor and, um, it's, it's, it's really hard. If you know, one, one thing I learned from that whole career is if you don't promote yourself, um, other people won't do it for you, at least not. Right. If, so I think you're hundred percent right. There's a, have pride in what you're doing. If you're going to do it all, you might as well believe in yourself if you're going to do it. Yeah. Oh, and I've, I've gone to so many blogs and re- read them and thought, Oh my gosh, this person, how come I've never seen this person before? Like, wh- how did I never see this site? And then I realized, oh, they've only been doing it for a short period of time, but man, they look like they've been doing it for 10 years, you know, yeah, so yeah. start as if you're going to be doing this for 10 years, you know? I love that. I love that. Do you have um, plans for a pretty handy girl in the next one, five <laughs> years? Like how does, how does a blogger, you know, uh, plan for the future or, or do you kind of just see where it goes? Since mm. I, you know, that's a good question. Um, 
and for the longest time, even like from the very beginning, I've always felt like pretty handy girl is this horse and I'm just holding onto the tail, just barely hanging on, not really <laughs> sure where it's going. Um, I do know um, in the past couple of years, I've, I've started to feel like I want to be learning again. Um, and, and, and I want to kind of make a little bit of a pivot. And so um, I did get my general contractor's license a couple of years ago. And, you know, this house that I'm flipping right now, which I hate the term flip because it's really not, it's, you know, rehabbing a old house and yeah. rebuild it and like building from foundation up uh, two thirds of it. Um, but it's, I'm loving it. Like I'm loving one being active, not sitting on my butt, <laughs> blogging all the time. And two, I love all the stuff that I'm learning. So I'm not really sure hundred percent. I still want to continue doing the blog because I really do. Um, I love empowering people, especially women to learn how to do things. Um, but I also see taking on bigger projects and, and I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm really at a really interesting kind of pivotal moment right now. Um, also because my kids are a little bit older and a little bit more self-sufficient. So I feel like I have a little bit more freedom to kind of change directions a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm not I, pretty handy. Pretty handy girl will continue, continue to exist. Yes. Um, I just don't know how often new content or how it's going to look or, you know, will this be more of a, um, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. Who knows? Only That's time will tell. <laughs> the of, of being an entrepreneur, right? You can kind of be open to opportunities and to right. being true to yourself and making those pivots if you so choose. So that's yeah, true, too. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, I, I you you know, I you mentioned not being able to update the site often, but now that we have like Instagram and things like that, I mean, that's a great way to have your follows followers also be able to engage with you while you're on the job, yes. right? Yes. Oh yeah. And I, I think, um, I think it's important to find, find your people, like find, find where you like hanging out and really feed that, you know? So, so I, when it comes to social media, I feel like in the beginning, everyone's like, you really need to make sure you update your, your Twitter and you update Facebook and Instagram and Pinsir. And it just, I honestly, I kind of find where my people are and where I enjoy being. And I really give that most of my attention, but then, you know, make sure that I have a, the virtual assistants maybe update the other platforms too. But that's for me, that's like for me, okay, people, let's be honest. I really like hanging out on Instagram. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It's so, it's so fun. And it's just so, it does feel a lot more real, um, not curated. And although, you know, the feed is, but for me, like that's where I hang out and I get a lot more interaction with, um, with my followers on there. They ask me questions all the time and I love chatting with them and getting to know them. And mm -hmm. for me, that's where I hang and that's where I put a lot more of the new content. Um, but I still do, you know, update. I don't do Twitter much. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pinterest is just, that for me feels like part of, you know, making sure that my, my new content is pinned and repinned and stuff like that. Sure. Um, Instagrams where it's fun to meet yeah, people. <laughs> yeah. So kind of find out what your thing is. And I actually know a lot of organizers and productivity specialists are on Twitter because you can share quick tips that aren't so visual, right? They're like action items. So I, I totally get that. But what you do is visual. I love seeing like your before and afters or like you on the job site. And, and that is cool. Whereas organizers and productivity people, sometimes our work is a little more sensitive and you can't always mm. show people that you're what you're doing. Oh with your yeah. Work. Good point. So mm. just like you said, just find out 
but there are some organizers who I've, you know, we had, um, Samantha on here and she, you know, can show pictures of like refrigerators that are organized in garages and like, they're not so mm. personal and, you know, they're not stories of her clients. So I love that piece of advice to kind of find out what your jam is and, and yeah. lean into it. Right. Right. Okay. So I like to leave our listeners with two sticky notes, um, something <laughs> that they can implement into their business, hopefully this week to make a difference. So, um, if you were to leave our listeners with two sticky notes that would relate to their blog or their future blog, what would you leave us with? Okay. So <laughs> this would be a little different maybe, but, yeah. um, I, one of the things that I tell people when they come up to me and tell me that, oh, I'm not handy and, you know, I can't do that. Well, I've learned that a lot of times you are your biggest hurdle. Like you are your, you know, I feel like people build up these walls in front of them, all the reasons why they can't do something. When in actuality, it's them who's put up the wall. And you just need to like, go ahead and take that leap of faith and, you know, bust through that wall and just get to the other side. Don't put up the barriers for yourself. Just go ahead and and, you know, just recognize that you're the one who's holding yourself back and just go ahead and go for it. Wow. So that's Great. my first one. Right. <laughs> oh, man, that puts me on the spot. Now I'm going to come up with the second one. <laughs> I mean, I guess I got to go back to the, to what I've said multiple times that, you know, really treat this like you're going to be doing it. Like you treat it like a professional business from the very beginning, you know, go mm -hmm. ahead and invest money and get a really good professional looking logo or, you know, whatever it is you need to do to make yourself to make that brand shine and look like you've been doing it for 10 years, even though you just started yesterday. I love that. So it's be confident. And the other sticky note is um, invest in yourself so that maybe that'll help you to be more confident. Um, even as we have a lot of listeners who have not yet started their own business, they're maybe thinking about becoming organizers or productivity specialists. And I think you're right, like make that business card. And when you go out, instead of saying what you do for your nine to five, maybe say, confidence. I'm a professional organizer. Oh, yeah. I have a great blog. If you can't hire me here, you know, whatever it is and just tell yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I, that, that transpires into, I mean, that, that just, that goes into more than just, you know, blogging or a website or a business. Like that's just everything. Like that's how you deal with people. Like really kind of just like I said, square up your shoulders and like, go for it, you know, just really go into the world and, you know, make it yours. Yeah. <laughs> So I know you hang out on Instagram, but for our listeners, your handle is at Pretty Handy Girl. Is that right? It's at Pretty Handy Girl at all of them. Although if you go to Twitter, I may not be on there. <laughs> so don't go to Twitter. Find you on your website. I, I love your Pinterest. So she's got tons of boards on Pinterest. Um, and uh, yeah, Instagram, it's really fun to follow you there. So listeners, if you want to hang out with Brittany and see what she's doing during the day, definitely follow her in those places. And then, yeah. So what can you do today, this week to make a change in your business for the better? A blog is also a great way for you to share your expertise with those people who have given you that, that, that reason they can't hire you, can't afford you. I mean, so give them that content on your blog and that will come back to you with, with traffic and readership and all that kind of great stuff. It's kind of giving what you love and do best and being able to put it in this form that's going to last forever online. And I think, I think that's powerful too. So, um, I, we want you to own this. We want you to implement what Brittany has shared with us today. So let us know like what's working for you. What have you tried? Do you have a blog yet? 
Did you, did you start one because you heard it on this podcast? We want to know. So please let us know. Um, I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Stand Out. Thank you for being here with me. And always, I'm learning with you. So if you like this podcast, if you're able to walk away with a nugget of inspiration or something valuable, please leave us a review hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals or soon-to-be professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us a review, feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to you hanging out with you next time, and I'll talk to you then. That's all for this episode of Stand Out, brought to you by the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to learn more about our educational offerings, our local chapters, and both certification and certificate opportunities. Don't miss an episode as we help you build the business you've always dreamed of owning.